Hello. Hello. We're back. Hello. Yes. It's episode 16. <laughs> About what, a year after the last one? <laughs> it's not far off it, to be perfectly honest. Was it really? Um, I don't even know. I literally just guessed that, but it probably was last it was, summer, isn't it? I think it was September. Uh, it was whenever... It blurs into one. Oh, it really does. It was whenever Andy's Man Club did their suicide awareness tour. Because then I chatted to them after that. Yeah, September 12th, 2019. Pre-lockdown. <laughs> Pre-2020, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Pre-lockdown, like a year ago. <laughs> you know what? It feels like it's been a year. It feels yeah, like it's, not it's far been off, a year. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> we are we are on week nine. The kids are starting <laughs> to take over the world. <laughs> it's 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 pretty awful, but yeah. So yeah, well there we go. There's Steve's experience of lockdown so far. How has it been as a as a shielded shielded? Actually, we'll get to that. We should probably just do a proper introduction first. <laughs> I'm with Steve, right? Carry on. How was lock? How was lockdown treating you? <laughs> I looked at it well, hmm, right, okay, so I was, I, see, I thought I was going to be in the shielded category because I am a <coughs> asthmatic. Um, I, I've never got a letter, though, so I'm probably, I'm obviously not bad enough that they need to worry about that. But when the announcement came out on the 16th of March, so like the week before the official lockdown went in, at that point I was like, right, that's me, I've got to stay at home and not go out. Um, so here we are, so I'm like week 10 when everyone else is week 9 or something like that. It, I mean, you kind of lose count after it gets to about week three, four, five. It just all starts blurring into one. You don't know what day of the, the, the week it is half the time. I woke up this morning and I was like, Friday, yay! Oh, Thursday, I've got another day of work to go. Damn it. Uh, it's just kind of <laughs> something else. But yeah, yourself? It's different for me. Um, because of the way my working arrangements are now, I only work like in the afternoons, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for childcare reasons. And then, so, like, Thursday, Friday, full day helps me keep a track of where we are in the week. Um, There has been a couple of occasions where I've got up on Saturday and started my laptop, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I've realised, this is day three. This isn't going to (laughs) work. Your body's screaming at you, like, you don't do three full days in a row. What are you playing at? (laughs) get you up early um, on the weekend though or did the kids do that anyway uh, well no actually I'm pretty lucky with my girls Caitlin is like clockwork she wakes up at 8 o'clock on the button like every single day you know that scene in Red where Bruce Willis just wakes up at the exact same oh have you not right so it's clock silently is that with the old one with the old old people well retired and extremely dangerous yes yeah, ah, is that what yeah. that stands for? Oh my god, I feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that actually? Oh, I just, I just thought it was a really random title. Just one of those films. No. That was just like a stupid title for no reason. <laughs> I'm sure oh, it says underneath. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it probably does. Yeah. Go, Steve. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, and there's a bit like where his clock silently turns to a specific time, and he just gets up out of his bed, and he just wakes up and gets up. Uh, oh. Last weekend, we had the girls sleeping in our room, uh, and Caitlin was on a mattress on the floor, and it was eight o'clock on the button, and she just opened her eyes, got up, went through to the living room. I mean, it was it was 
borderline creepy. (laughs) (laughs) If she woke up and kind of like slept walk through, I would be a bit more concerned at that point. You said she is a bit of a sleepwalker, though, eh? She's yeah. She's had a couple of occasions. It's been funny. Um, yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Emily's got one of those grow clocks, um, which turns a certain colour when it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. So we just set that for 8 o'clock every morning so she doesn't get up before 8 o'clock. So, I mean, that's a fairly long life for a parent with young kids. Oh, hell yeah, you'll take that. I didn't get 8 <laughs> o'clock until the, the youngest was about 6. I think I started getting 8 o'clock bedtime uh, mornings again. Oof, Something no else. thanks. Yeah, no, but, yeah, but hence, hence the state I'm in <laughs> at the ripe old age of 38 and really like, you know, basically 58. <laughs> Don't call me old man Steve for nothing. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I thought it was because of the way you drove. <laughs> well, did nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like you say then, so this is week nine of lockdown. As we record this, this was the day that Nicholas Sturgeon up here in Scotland put out an announcement setting out a route map of four mm-hmm. phases for relaxation of the lockdown. And, I mean, it's all very optimistic. It is basically dependent on how people behave between now and then, to be honest, because if uh, the cases start going mental again, we're right back to square one. Um, but it's, at least it's good to see that something's happening. You know, yeah. they're not just saying, stay in your house. <laughs> have, so, on on that, have you observed any? Uh, auto, I, I don't really know what the best way to word it. I want to say like non quarantine best practice behavior in the town that you live in. I.e., are people being dicks? <laughs> uh, well, funny you should say that. No, uh, actually, to be fair, you'll be the same way you are. But there's like everyone here. It seems to be following it. When I'm working uh, in Asda, it's different. There's like people sometimes just practically climbing over me to get to stuff. And it's like, you are aware yeah. of what's going on right now, right? Oh, no. As I go through the back and take a shower and uh, hand wash. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I know. And then you got to go home and do you like dispose of all your clothes at the back door before you go in the house and all that nonsense? Yeah. Yeah, do that, shower, all that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy how people have lived for a while in this house. The food was washed when it got brought in from the supermarket. I, right, I couldn't okay. deal with it. I just looked and I was like, you, "You're doing what? You're wiping down it, all the all, all of it, everything that came out of the bag was wiped down, put in the fridge, wiped down, put in a cupboard." I picked up a turnip and I looked and I said, "What do you expect me to do with this?" Threw it down and walked out. I couldn't deal with it. No. She's saving your life, dude. She is protecting you. You are shielded. With uh, with an antibacterial wipe that won't actually kill anything, because it's really only if you've got an alcohol wipe would it be any use. Yeah, but she's <laughs> shielding you from a mental breakdown that she might have if she doesn't think she can... Well, that's... Thankfully, that stopped after about two weeks. <laughs> Realised that was a bit nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people are still doing it, and there's a lot of things going on out there. But to be honest, out here, especially out in Lankerty, uh, where I stay, most people are following it. I've been out for walks, and like even just tonight, I was out for a walk, and there was people like right across the path. It was must have been two households. They were chatting to each other. Uh, they were socially distancing from each other before anyone says anything, and they were blocking the path. But when they seen us coming, they made sure they got right out of the way of us, give us plenty of space to get past, you know. And that's just that's a typical example of what's going on out here. Um, and I mean, if you listen to 
Perth podcast episode 13, it's got Liam from Nishima on there, and he's talking about how even in the high street, there's a couple of people. And when he says there's a couple of people, he means there was two people you know, mm, on the high street, which is crazy. That must be eerie, just thinking about it. I've not been, I, I was, sorry, correction. I was in Perth on Tuesday. That would be the, what, 19th? of may it's the first time i've been in perth since the 16th of march and that's so like just over two months but that's only because i had to take the dog to the vet and that was an interesting experience because you had to go to the car park you didn't have the phone to say you were outside um they then went okay go and if you open the door and put and attach the dog to the lead that's there and then shut the door again and stand outside it was like one of these two there was like a double-ended doorway so they then came in from the other side and picked them up out of the vestibule and took them into the it was it was weird, and then they phoned to say what was going on and what they were going to do, and then this is right. We'll go and put them back in the vestibule. If you wait for about a minute, and then you just go in and pick them up, I was just like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a long while. <laughs> but that's the kind of things that haven't happened. You should have opened the door and be like, "This is not my dog." <laughs> <laughs> Considering I'm pretty sure they're operating on a you know one in one out type policy, they'd probably be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> random panic going uh we only have one what is going on (laughs) okay right change it then you open the door and go whose child is this (laughs) (laughs) oh dear Um, i don't even know what i was talking about there i was talking about going uh, the vet was a sidetrack on whatever the main point was people behaving and the different behaviors that you've got going on at the moment Oh, about how quiet Perth probably was, and the fact that I've mm-hmm. seen it. Aye, yeah, and I haven't, I haven't been in. I mean, I wouldn't have said the drive was particularly dead. I would have expected far quieter. Yeah, having you know not really left the house much, um, but because I haven't been out and about, I don't know. You know what I mean? It probably was mm-hmm. maybe in one. It was like absolute ghost town, three lorries, and that's it. Um, I, I think people are starting to get fed up and things are starting to break down and there's a little bit of going around when you shouldn't be going on. Yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. And we're all guilty of it to some extent. I mean, I was at B&Q at the weekend, as you heard on <laughs> the last episode of the Perth podcast. Um, I genuinely was there though. And did I need to go there? Probably not. But there, there's a mental health argument in there as well about, you know, just, something to do uh, it's a real tricky one because mm-hmm. you're you're kind of right that could be argued quite easily and i mean if at any point anyone's ever getting pulled over you, you don't know if they have an elderly relative they're going to do something for or mm-hmm. or not do you know what i mean yeah. it's such a, a weird uh such a weird quant i mean how you how you police this i have no idea i mean it's probably pretty obvious if you if you please rock up to a beach you know like four weeks ago when you were in proper serious lockdown and there's two people sitting there having having a barbecue in the beach fair enough yeah you can get them in trouble that's pretty simple but i mean now when you've got this or sorry from next week when you've got this right you can go out and you can meet someone but you've got to make sure you're you're, you know you're physically distancing so we call up here it's not social distancing because that implies that you can't speak to them we're now just calling it physical distancing so i.e you make sure you're at least six feet away from someone else yeah but other than that you can sit in the park and play with them and whatnot yeah and, and that's it and to be honest i've always said this but it should be anti-social distancing because you're 
Well, yeah, because you're you're being antisocial and you're stepping away from someone and you're making sure you stay away from oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense now. You say it like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't trying yeah. to be funny. It was a <laughs> it was genuine oh, no, point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally are. At half the time, you start a story and I'm like, mm, right, is this is this a real thing or are you just lining up for a big joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Bonnie Cried Wolf story. You're like the living embodiment of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. I, it's <laughs> funny because I, I recognize it in other people too. And <laughs> you see their face and they're like, here he goes again. It's just like the face, the, the shoulders start slumping and you're like, oh no, I'm trying to tell you a serious story here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like on a, on Tuesday night there, I was on a call with some friends from school and Jason, who wrote the theme tune for your American football cast, mm-hmm. uh, he was on there and he started the story he's like i seen this person here and everyone was just like no you didn't <laughs> straight away <laughs> just knew he was talking <laughs> well, he's funny with it you know <laughs> so uh, no it's 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 strange times i spent the first four weeks honestly see when you got to like the end of a sort of natural point of conversation i would just sign but <sighs> it's crazy crazy times just like almost like involuntary it's it's almost replaced like you know you've got that awkward conversation with someone you don't know and you talk about the weather because it's like the thing that unites all british people is how good or bad the weather is that tends to be we now have the rona as the kind of you know the current state um i mean it's weird like first time i spoke to the neighbor in well eight weeks or whatever and was out the front yesterday uh, a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, and and it's just you just kind of sit and go like, uh, uh, what do you talk about? It's like, well, what you do? Um, nothing. <laughs> I'm gone anywhere. So it's like, all right, okay. So uh, well, good times. See you later. <laughs> how about all these ill people then? <laughs> you uh, know? No. I think that that's. I think what's good about Scotland as well, especially where we are, is the numbers are very low. And um, possibly we acted quickly. They could have been lower. You know, yeah. but mm, well, Tayside, Tayside was lauded, or as in the Tayside area, it's Perth and Kinross and Greater Dundee and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was lauded for how quickly we got on top of things, and we've been used as the inverted commas blueprint. That you know, the Scottish government had come out and said that because of the oh, infection wow, rate being suppressed. Um, and, and, and I'm kind of you, I wouldn't have thought that because what they're talking about is it sounds really bad, but they talk about how like deprived areas will will have this worse than sort of affluent areas and whatnot Mm -hmm. and and bless dundee kind of is still a little bit in that you know there there are it's not great let's be honest Mm -hmm. it's not like a massively affluent area of london or edinburgh or whatever um so i think people were really worried that dundee could have a bit of a breakout spot and it's not been so they're just saying that somehow just we as a, a little mini region have kind of got our act together yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, because the, the, the hubs of it are the, the areas that get travelled into, I would say. So, you know, Edinburgh, Glasgow, London, they're the ones that are kind of hit worse. And even then, I don't think Edinburgh or Glasgow are terrible. No, not, no. not too bad. Uh, it's definitely been far, far worse. I mean, London is basically like a third of Britain's numbers, is it not? Um and if then, you include greater and yeah the, the outskirts if you go within if you go within like an hour of london you've probably got about a third of the population which easily. is just yeah. crazy and it's just because it's it's targeting that sort of condensed population whereas up here we are quite spread out on average yeah um, i would yeah. say 
So it goes in our favour. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. let's go on to our first guests of the show. So last month I wrote to some podcasts, some friends, and said, going to be doing a lockdown episode. I didn't plan on doing it this late, but, you know, life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you like to talk for five minutes about your experience of lockdown? So this was recorded... The first one comes from Edinburgh, and it's Witch Murderer. Now, anyone who's listened to me on this or on A Bloody Mess will know that I love Witch Murderer podcast. Uh, I think Holly and Jim are just brilliant storytellers, and I love it. Um, so they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that for you. So they recorded a little bit for us. Sent it in 21st of April. So the world was slightly different a month ago, and that's, that's really weird in itself to say that. Like, a month ago, things were so different. Were they that different? Uh, yeah, because I don't think... I feel I would say the UK wasn't that bad. I mean, it probably was, but people weren't quite... We were still kind of on the upward curve, I would think, mm-hmm. by then. Um, Italy and Spain and France were like kind of in the absolute grips of it, and we were looking at them going, oh my goodness, how terrible that is. Um, by that point and then yeah. here we are here we are a month later and we've surpassed yeah. them like, <laughs> okay. but not not by a small margin but yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah so well yeah you're right but here's uh here's holly and Gemma with their experience of lockdown as at the middle to end of april hi Gemma. hey holly we are which murderer we are and we have been asked by David over at the Fair City podcast to chat about the apocalypse. <laughs> yes, this is how we're viewing what's going on in the world at the moment. A stupid flu apocalypse. So they're obviously going to be doing a little bit of a show on this. And he was just asking us to talk about how it's affected us and various things like that. So how has it affected you, Gemma? If I'm honest... I'm one of the lucky ones in which my day-to-day still seems to be normal. I'm still able to go to work. I'm a key worker. Myself and Craig both work for the NHS. Mm -hmm. So we are still going to work, still keeping that routine. It's really just our weekends that are affected in which we can't really do much. So I view us as kind of like lucky in that sense that we still have that routine Mm -hmm. to work with in terms of our work you know we've been kept busy our roles you know are are quite vital in what we're doing but we haven't seen the the same level of chaos or being run off your feet as a lot of other you know people in the ICU people in A&E that sort of thing Um, we're kept busy but not to the same level as some other workers in NHS are yeah. And what about yourself, Holly? Well, I have been under house arrest since the 23rd of March, as the rest of the world has, but I am now on furlough from mm-hmm. work. My work was quite heavily affected by it financially. Yep. I work for a multinational company and they are very financially secure and sound, but you cannot operate on a zero income basis. Yeah. If you're a business, and yeah. I understand that. So I am off work now until the 31st of May. Mm -hmm. As it stands, I am going insane. Yeah. I have taken up gardening, but I don't have a garden. Okay. 
So I now have 18 pots of things like zucchini and radishes, which <laughs> nobody needs that many pots of zucchini and radishes. No, they don't. To you people. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've gone back into my art. I'm doing some art. Basically losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. I'm not meant for this life. No. <laughs> No, you're definitely meant to be out and about, keeping busy. That's uh-huh. always the type of person that you were. You you know, every yeah. weekend near enough, you had an event to do, something to go to. Yeah, It was hard to keep track of you, really, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, like, not traveling is really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Even when I wasn't traveling internationally, I was going up to the highlands or going somewhere down south or going somewhere I haven't been before or going to some sort of, you know, outdoor activity, whitewater rafting, whatever it may have been. And I can't do that. And it's been so hard. I know. There are nights where I am literally on the verge of getting into a car and just driving. If it wasn't for like the ticket, I would probably get. (laughs) There was a day that I had to go pick Craig up from work and I left like 15 minutes earlier than I had to just so I could take the long way. Uh Uh-huh. Just so I could be out for an extra 15 minutes and drive a bit longer with the windows down and, you know, just just to have that excuse of being out a bit longer. Um, It's a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. But as I say, like, I can't imagine what it's like to be in your position Holly I really sympathize with what you're going through and we're talking about this earlier on like four months ago you wouldn't ever say that you would feel lucky to be able to go to work every day Uh it's not something that you would say yeah but I do I do feel very lucky at the moment that I'm still able to go to work every day and nobody you know has been affected by like has had the virus no no currently I haven't known anyone who's had a confirmed case. Um, yeah. My sister, sadly, has had someone that she worked with pass away Aww. because of it. Uh, but I do have a few people that are very high risk groups um, that I'm worried for. I'm, you know, I'm not able to see as everybody isn't able to see their grandparents or yeah, yeah. And my mom, I can't, I can't see her. I can't travel down to see her. So yeah, you know, these restrictions are are changing our everyday lives for everybody so fingers crossed we get the opportunity to to loosen them soon i know i think i had it yes i came back from austria and i was in a tight space with people from northern italy and china and i called the nhs several times and because i hadn't flown from somewhere else they wouldn't test me yeah but i had a lot of the symptoms it was very early on, wasn't it? So It was very mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think I might have had it. But, you know, I'm sitting here talking, so whatever. Yeah. So thanks for giving us this opportunity, Fair City Podcast, to, to chat to you about what we've been going through. Yeah. And give you a little bit of our side of things. And we hope you guys are keeping safe keeping well and keeping sane (laughs) yes definitely yeah so if you guys want to listen to us we're witch murderer yep everywhere we're a podcast that talk about true crime and we tend to look at it from the victim's perspective and speak about how um, we would have felt if we were in their position yes so thanks david and um i'm sure we'll be in touch soon yeah bye guys bye and that was the witch murderer girls. Bless them. <laughs> kind of a tale, a tale, of, a tale of two sides, really, isn't it? It's uh, mm. it's kind of the 
I, I, I don't want to say it's horrible. It's, it's almost like the worst of both ways they've got between them. Um, with the, the way the I mean, that is worse. <laughs> well, sorry, yes. Yeah. So obviously, um, Gemma and producer Craig are still in in healthcare. Therefore, there's been no difference for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're going out every day and having to combat this, and you know, seeing it all kind of firsthand. And then you've got Holly, who is in in what is a quarter of the workforce they reckon that was put on furlough. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a high number indeed. Something like six million people in the UK are currently just sitting at home, getting paid partially by the government. It's not even full. Hopefully, our work's topping up, but not sure. Um, you know, and they just have to kind of sit there and do not a lot. Which bless her, because she she likes getting out and about, and she likes mm-hmm. going on holidays, and th- that must be soul destroying for her. <laughs> what a shame. Um, and, but just the weird, the weird way the world's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it is strange because going to work still is is good and bad in a way because it, it keeps that normality. But at the same time, there are people who are being paid to sit with their feet up. And then on the flip side, like you say, you've got people who are being paid to sit with their feet up who don't want to sit with their feet up. So it's, uh, I think that's the problem, especially when yeah. the weather started getting better. At the beginning, at the end of March, it was still pretty miserable. So no one really mm-hmm. cared. and Everyone was kind of being sensible and whatnot. And then... Late April, start of May. I want to see the weather really turned, and then it started getting a bit like, okay, hold on, now we're going to have to all be sensible here. <laughs> mm, yeah, but no, I, I mean, thank you, Holly and Gemma, and, and producer Craig, if you helped as well with that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thanks for that. Really appreciate you doing that for us. I love how they've kind of almost brought him as the unofficial third person on the podcast, <laughs> and he, he contributes without talking. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's always like do, 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 do. they start their, they start their episode, and within two seconds, like, oh yeah, we're which murder. By the way, we've got yet another visual cue. Thank you, producer Craig, for reminding us <laughs> we don't say that on every single episode. <laughs> it's confession time. I'm terrible. I'm about ten episodes behind or so. Um, oh, Steve. I know. I've been. I'd, I'd I'd got a little bit behind, and then I'd, man, I'd sat and I did a massive catch up over a couple of weeks, just binge listening to like thirty episodes and got myself back up to 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 um, speed. But I've I've kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside because I used to do all my uh, podcast listening on my commute to work and back mm-hmm. every day, but I'm not doing that at the minute. So it was for a long while. It was like, right, well, where am I going to listen to my podcast? Right, okay, and then and then I went off the wagon, kind of fitness wise. So I didn't even bother do you know? Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing. I was doing nothing at all except um, homeschooling the kids, or in holidays playing with them, or bit of housework, or home projects, bit of gardening. I didn't really have an opportunity in my head to go and like that's my dedicated podcast time, like I used to have. Yeah. Um, thankfully, a couple of weeks ago kind of kicked my backside into gear and got myself back into my fitness um which was really needed because in in the four months prior to lockdown i had managed to lose a stone in five weeks of lockdown it all went back on and that is horrifying to say um i was so annoyed with myself you, you put you're, not alone, yeah. you're not alone though you're not alone i mean a lot of people will be kind of the same i'm sure they've said like the average person has put about that on in the nine weeks uh, across the country. Hmm. I've actually managed to stay about the same, to be honest. I was quite pleasantly surprised. The last time I weighed myself was before lockdown, um, at work actually, and uh, then I weighed myself last week, and I was like, ooh, 
not bad, not bad at all. Absolutely <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. that. Yeah, yeah. Like a weird thing. Um, this is a weird thing. Like you know, whenever when when everything goes back to inverted commas normal, and you start seeing people, you'd be like, "Ooh, you had a good quarantine." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're a bit bigger than uh, no we can't say that right anyway carry on oh, dear sorry breaking stuff um <laughs> yeah well the, <laughs> yeah you you could say it to some people like for me i'm probably going to go back with very gray hair uh, <laughs> <because> <laughs> it, as my hair's been growing because i've not cut it, it i'm starting to see a lot more and more gray and i've got a feeling when it all gets like Shave back to like two back and sides and a bit on the top. There's going to be a lot of grey hiding under there. Hopefully, oh, you're going gonna to turn into a silver fox, are you? <sighs> maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> At the ripe old age of thirty-four, just like mm. Philip Schofield. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. You know, like yeah, when I... he made that announcement a few weeks ago. I'm grey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that's such a terrible joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Explain I've that for you. Uh, <laughs> this is the sensible podcast, though. Remember, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is when you go and guest on a bloody mess. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> you okay. All this bad taste stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I start on there and said, "What's grey and comes in pints?" Oh, oh Jesus, no! <laughs> An elephant. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that pause for everyone as well when they just realise how long it's taken me to get that joke. <laughs> oh, that's okay, right. Jesus God. So let, let's move on from you. that. Yes, please do. Please do. I am on to lockdown bingo, Steve. Woo! Come on Hi. down. Here, here we go. Let's see if you've been doing these things during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Have you made bread? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Did you do it pre-lockdown? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so one of the first things that happened in this house was was uh, it was it was before it genuinely was before the lockdown was announced. So we must have been thinking that something was imminent. Went out to Lakeland, bought a bread making machine. Never done this in our life before, and it's one right. of these brilliant ones where you you just chuck the stuff in, you push the button, and three hours later you go and take your loaf of bread out. It is the business, nice. um, and actually the bread that comes out of it is fantastic to the point I don't know if I want to go back and eat like what I would call normal bread anymore. <laughs> um, right, so yeah, so yes, we have a bread machine, and we make bread. <laughs> Do you? I have. Are we, done playing it. This, are we playing this two ways, or is it only oh, like we, me we on can, the job yeah. block? Okay, right, cool, yes. So uh, I've helped with banana loaf, which I think is probably the easiest form of making bread. I don't know if it, it counts or not, but... It's probably, I, it's not really that great for you, but it depends on how much sugar you put yeah. in it, I suppose. <laughs> but it does taste damn good. <laughs> and uh, I sliced up the bananas and separated them into two piles to make it easier for the wife to do the rest of it. Uh, that, is a, that is a very vital contribution, young man. Do not, <laughs> do not belittle yourself. <laughs> No, a good you, head chef always needs an excellent sous chef by their side. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, here's your next one, and I, I've got a feeling this is going to be a yes for you. Have you started knitting? <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully not. <laughs> Nor has anyone in this house, which is quite good. Uh, there's possibly a danger of that at some point. Depends how long this goes on for, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's not happening, I don't think. No, definitely not. <laughs> Have you noticed your neighbour leaving the house for the third time that day and considered calling the police? 
Whoa, oh, whoa, there's goodness. far too much of a pause here, Steve. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, how much to say to get people into trouble or not? Uh, <laughs> would I ever call the police? No. Has there possibly been visits at both houses either side of me from people who are definitely not where they should be and have gone into the dwellings? Yes, that may have happened. And it gives me the rage. <laughs> so angry about it. <laughs> about sense or nothing. Never As mind. someone who has caused you the rage on several occasions, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> oh, maybe I not fear quite that people. rage. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that day you came into work and sh- and ran up behind me when I had my headphones in and just did that. Did you boo or did you tap me in the shoulder? I just said, hey, Steve. And I I must have hit the rafters. I was so not happy. I absolutely hate that. My heart was going for way too long. I like almost <laughs> felt unwell after it. I was, it took me ages, like kind of the adrenaline pumping around my body. You know what I mean? You know you're not right. <laughs> the thing oh, is, I didn't even dear. mean it. <laughs> no, it was more a genuine hi. Yeah, it, I, yeah. It wasn't like you crept up behind me and went boo. <laughs> and I, oh yes, no, I, I wasn't very happy that day. <laughs> I got over it eventually. I always do. It doesn't take me yeah. long to get over it. I'm not exactly a grumpy chap. No one can stay <laughs> mad at this face, um, <laughs> except your wife. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so, swiftly on. Hmm? Um, have you attempted a pub quiz? On Zoom or Skype or yes. anything else? Yes, have you? I have. Yes, we did. did we did the family one on the first night. Uh, terrible, um, because my family is clearly useless at technology. It took <laughs> us 40 minutes just to get my mum to join the meeting. Um, we then started, and within a couple of questions, the meeting finished because there was obviously a timer on it, but it didn't yep. appear on whoever was hosting the meeting or they didn't realise that. <laughs> the whole meeting went dead, and I was like, oh my God, I give up on this. Two hours later, we managed to get it finished. We did 50 questions. It was like each household did 10 questions. It took us two hours from Ouch. beginning to end. <laughs> oh, dear. I learned something I today. My work team did a quiz on uh, Zoom this morning. I learned something today. The letters Q, U, I, and Z. There is only one capital city in the world for each of those letters. Don't ask me what they are because I cannot remember. But there is. What letters again? Q, U, I, and Z. Quiz. Wow. Right. Have you downloaded House Party? No, what's that? All right, okay, so the next two questions are irrelevant for you. But awesome. uh, so how, <laughs> Does this mean I'm good at this or not? I, 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 I can't know. quite figure out what's going to happen with this quiz. I, I don't know either. <laughs> all right, oh, oh, so it's a complete test. You're either, you either want to get them all and then you're good, or you don't want to get them and you're good. But the good thing is we don't know which is which. <laughs> I, I was just using it as points of discussion. But okay, um, you've made it into something bigger. Um, it's competition, I'm, man. Everything's a competition. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to write some kind of algorithm to assess our lockdown readiness or something. I'm back in a minute. <laughs> anyway, so House Party, right? it's, a, it's an app for your phone. It's like video calls, but it also does games like built into the app. So right. you can have like, like there's one, you know, that headbands game where you've got the, or what am I or whatever, where you've got a post-it note on your head and it says what you yes. are and you have to ask questions or whatever. Well, it's a similar sort of thing like that where it tells everyone else what you are and they have to describe mm-hmm. it and you have to uh, figure out who you are and get as many boy. as you can in the time. 
There's also oh, okay. multiple choice quest, uh, quizzes and stuff like that, and there's a sort of Pictionary type game as well. It's quite fun. Um, it's funny though because the next two questions are: Have you deleted House Party because of security concerns? And then have you re-downloaded <laughs> House Party? Um, <laughs> oh dear, how funny! Is that a thing? Is it? Because it, obviously yeah. Zoom was the big. It was kind of well. It, I might be wrong. In my opinion on what happened in lockdown, Zoom became the big thing very quickly. Um, but then everyone was like, but it's so not secure, you can't use it. Because our work said, no, don't ever use it. And then the government were using it. And then it was like, oh, no, we're not going to use it anymore. And it was just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, well, House Party is kind of similar. It's um, So what well, what happened was a lot of people downloaded it and it became one of the most popular apps in the App Store. And they had people on Twitter saying, oh, I downloaded House Party and then my all my accounts got hacked and people took my banks, like my money and stuff oh, like that. And it's like, no well, way, right. how, how is that linked? Unless you use the same username and same password for House Party as you did for your bank, mm. which is just moronic, mm. um, <laughs> then, you know, you were just asking for it, but it turns out it was actually part of like a paid smear campaign and Epic, who Epic Games, I think it is, who own the company, mm-hmm. they they actually put out a million dollar bounty to find out who the source of it all was, um, which I thought was quite interesting. So no, that was that was there's there's loads here. This is on the Metro.co.uk's website. There is so many questions on here, and it's hilarious. Have you judged people for stockpiling? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Uh, I don't think I know anyone. Well, hmm. Right, hold on. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the risk of getting myself into more trouble here. <laughs> right. So, have I actually judged anyone from stockpiling? No, because I'm not aware of anyone who has done masses amount of stockpiling. Um, did we at one point have like at least 64 toilet rolls in the house? In Next the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save you from the trouble here, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep. There's some brilliant ones. So, have you felt the need to buy three boxes of eggs and a big pack of toilet paper just in case you can never find these things again? Uh, <laughs> ah, well, now see, I can honestly say no on that one because I don't do the shopping. Yes, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, have you, this is one from me, have you created a Facebook avatar? Yes, I have. <laughs> Did you do one? No, I don't you, remind, you reminded me of the Homer Simpson meme. Now look at me, I've shaved my head. <laughs> I don't think I know that one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh terrible! Um, I can't even meme right. There's no hope. You just put me down now. Is what's the point? <laughs> um, I love this one. Have you felt panicked seeing fictional characters in close contact <gasps> on TV? Yes. Oh, I. No, it's such it's a real funny. thing. It is, it is. It's so not right. But um, yeah, so not not so much now because we kind of got used to it. But in the very early stages, so I want to say within the first maybe, certainly the first three-week block, so maybe week, weeks two and three of the first lockdown block, and I'm watching mm-hmm. stuff on TV and they're and – they're, and it, it's obviously happens that it was filmed from like a year ago when it wasn't a thing, but they're doing things that were like, you can't do that now. You can't do that now. Don't do that. You shouldn't yeah. do that. What are you doing that for? And I was like, there was <laughs> so many things. I was like, oh, this is weird. I couldn't actually take it seriously. I, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure I've come out of it now. So the thing I'm, I'm watching recently, at no point have I thought that, which is good. Uh, but I did for a while. 
That's, and yeah, and it's, it's funny because it's just suddenly something you become aware of. Uh, it's funny how the social conscience works like that. Like you're watching, I might get, end up getting in trouble here, but you're watching a program and you're looking going, hang on a minute, every single position of power in this show is being held by a woman. And that's not to say it wouldn't happen in real life, but suddenly you're aware of that. The, whoever it is that's in these positions of power, whether they're male or female, you just become aware of it. Whereas before, it's not something I'd have ever thought of. And it's almost like forced thoughts into your head, mm. in a way. It's, just, it's a strange one. Mm. Anyway, moving on, because we're not the reason people are here. So this one, this one was really exciting for me. Um, so <laughs> up next is Dan Clark from Fresh Talk Podcast. So way over in Ventura, California. Uh, so again, same as before, uh, he sent it in at the sort of end of April. Apologies, Dan, it's taken me this long to go. He he can't understand what we're saying anyway because we're Scottish. Um, <laughs> I, so. I want him to do a proper start, attempt to do a proper Scottish accent at some point. I think it would be <laughs> hilarious. It's you hear that, Dan? <laughs> that, yes. that's, your, that's your challenge for the next episode of Fresh Talk. <laughs> uh-huh. Challenge number two. Challenge number one is get it recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we miss Fresh Talk. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. So, but yeah, this is this was really exciting for me. So here's here's Dan Clark from Fresh Talk talking about lockdown in California. What is up, Fair City Podcast? This is Dan from Fresh Talk, and my friend Stoby asked me if I would come on to give you guys a little update about how everything's going for us. So before we get started, there we go. Now it's a podcast. So how has this affected me personally? Um, probably like the rest of you. Quite a lot. It's very challenging being quarantined at home for weeks on end. And I know it was a little different in the UK. In California, we sheltered in place pretty early on uh, relative to when we knew about the coronavirus being a prevalent thing. So, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to still work from home, as is Jacqueline. So we still have our incomes. Uh, We're very fortunate and happy about that. But it's, it's strange. I mean, we have two dogs of our own. We're fostering a dog right now. It's a little crazy. Um, As far as what's being done in our community to help people, mostly, I mean, beyond the obvious, first responders being incredible, grocery store workers and essential employees being wonderful and risking their lives so we don't have to. Beyond that, everybody did a really good job, for the most part, of kind of heeding the shelter-in-place order. Um, Our infection rate in Ventura County, where, where we live, is relatively low. It's actually really low per capita as compared to the rest of the, well, I can't say the rest of the country, but the rest of the affected areas. Um, our death rate is low, our infection rate is low, our recovery rate is high. That's what we are doing great. To stay sane, what am I doing differently? Uh, nothing, because we're all fucking crazy anyway. You know, playing a bit more video games. I got my ham radio license six or eight months ago, so I've been a little more active on that. I know, super nerdy, I know, but we're stuck here. What are you going to do? Um, when lockdown is lifted, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I have no idea. Probably going to ride our bikes back downtown, downtown Ventura, and have bottomless mimosas brunch like we used to just about every weekend, and go and be just just a little bit more social. This physical distancing, distancing for introverts like me is not a huge deal, but I do miss my friends. I miss seeing my family, so spending a little time maybe with some physical distance with those people will be nice. My work has greatly been affected. You may or may not know that I work in education. I work in an IT department for the County Office of Education. 
And we're responsible for making sure that everybody can work from home and that all of our teachers and students can teach and learn from home, which sometimes is a challenge when the people at home, the students may not have internet. They may not have devices at home. So we have to make sure that they have devices they can use. They have internet they can use to communicate with their teachers, as well as making sure that all the districts that we support in our county can access the things that they need to access from home, like our payroll systems, our HR systems. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy for the past five weeks, but um, it's settling down a bit, which is nice. I've had no personal experience with COVID-19, thankfully, although I did just find out that a, that a former coworker of mine, his sister, was intubated and is now recovering. I just found that out like two hours ago. So that was kind of scary, but I'm glad that she's doing okay. Other than that, no, I've been pretty unaffected. Definitely want to give a shout out to all of our first-line workers, healthcare, local fire and PD, um, ambulance, everybody, grocery store workers, all the essential employees, like I mentioned earlier, that are still working so that they're putting their lives on the line so that we don't have to. I just went and picked up groceries today. You know, showed up and said, I'm here, put my groceries in the trunk because we ordered ahead of time. And it was probably the coolest thing I've done since this happened. Didn't have to talk to anybody, didn't have to do anything, didn't have to risk my life because these other people were doing it for me. And for that, I am very grateful. Any stories I'd like to tell? Well, yesterday my neighbor got arrested. It's not really COVID-19 related, but it was interesting. We don't like that neighbor anyway. It's fine. Any skills I'm developing at home? Not really. Still working. So all that time that I would spend developing a new skill, I'm still working. So I'm having fun. Um, don't tell my boss. Sometimes I crack a beer at four o'clock instead of five. But that's, yeah, my, my 12 ounce curls are doing really, really well. I think just like anything else. Not really watching or listening to anything new. Just par for the course, you know, all the things I would normally watching. Better Call Saul, Ozark, obviously Tiger King. We binged that just like everybody else did because we're stupid. Um, and the usual Spotify playlists and podcasts that I listen to. Any projects in the pipeline that I'm willing to share? Yes, we do. Uh, you may or may not know I'm a member of the band Army of Freshmen. Uh, Chris and I do with the Fresh Talk podcast. Well, I guess we used to uh, when it hit or struck our fancy. But we stopped doing it because we were recording new music. We put three new singles out in the past uh, six months. And we were supposed to be in the studio last month and this month laying down some new tracks to release for you guys. But COVID-19... Put the kibosh on that just like everything else. Once again, my name is Dan. I'm from the Fresh Talk Podcast. You can find us in your favorite podcatcher on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Podcatcher or whatever you want. Um, all of that information is available at freshtalkpodcast.com. We're not very active right now. But if you do want to hear the conclusion, and Stobie asked me, will we ever find out who peed in Chris's shoes? The answer is no. The answer died with COVID-19. No, I'm kidding. But may, am I? I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably finish that eventually. We'll find out eventually who peed in Christian's shoes. I already know the answer to that, but you don't. I don't think Chris does either. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And be kind to each other. I love how at the start of that, like Dan's like, wait a minute. Just going to crack a beer. <laughs> and he does the noise, and it just sounds so cool. Yeah, Whereas, <laughs> this is a brilliant one. If I go to drink something, it sounds like this. <laughs> it's got a fancy war ball. Yeah. <laughs> Little baby squeak on it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't have the same sort of... Uh, there. So, I mean, 
there we are. Thanks again, Dan. That just uh, yeah, we fanboyed a little bit before we started recording this part. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but there you go. There you go, Steve. Bit of a role model for you. His neighbour got arrested. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, when he said that, it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, but we hate him anyway. <laughs> he always wonders, like, like, I wonder who put the call in. <laughs> 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 oh bless no that was so good. it's a good point fresh actually talk. yeah i really miss fresh talk bring it back um, it's well worth revisiting though go back i i was one of the mad people i spent five six months maybe listening to nothing but that mm-hmm. going through everything from point one and it, there's so many brilliant moments in it there, there's yeah. some great stuff i mean they've, they've had great lineup over the years um way kai and Sveeves. is that what they call him Sveeves. john, john Sveeves, yep <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, beer of the week. They used to have beer of the week, and I used to think uh, <laughs> yeah. sounds disgusting. But then that's because I don't like beer. <laughs> um, but this is probably a good point to actually say thanks to Army Freshman for the theme tune for this episode. Uh, yep. We'll always have forever. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, so thanks for that. And if you're interested in the new music they released, they are called "Well May Her World Go Round." Everything is beautiful and promise. And if you check out the music video for Everything is Beautiful, you will see my girls in it at, at two different points, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool as well. <laughs> it's yeah. very cool. I love how they did that. It was, um, was that, uh, that was prior to Shutdown as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it just happens to be something that they, they, it was just like the way they did it was the same as, you know, what if bands are now trying to make videos or doing things like that now. They were well ahead of the curve. They did it yeah, before it even became a thing. Yeah, and it is, and it's an awesome video. I love it, um, and the kids actually love watching it. Oh yeah, the gyms are brilliant as well. But then that, that's the thing with them. I mean, I've always like I, I said this to Chris before was the fact that there's only been twice where new stuffs come out, and I've been like nervous about it. And both times it's been their music, and mm. both times within thirty seconds, like when. Uh, oh, happy to be alive. I had to think about that for a second. When Happy to Be Alive came out, I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I remember I was walking into work at the time. I was like, "Oh, come on, please be good, please be good." And by the time I got to the chorus of um, "America, You're Breaking My Heart," I was like, "Yeah, this is good." Yeah. <laughs> so they, um, they're a really underrated band, and I think they talk about themselves on the podcast. I think they got really unlucky. They had had the music industry not changed for about another two years their lives would be so much different now yeah yeah um, it, because i think there, there was just it was just timing i mean you know that, that's the main thing. it's just really bad timing they'd start to go on decent tours they'd started to sort of sell some records and then everything went digital and they got stuffed basically that's the kind of that's yeah the and, and the financial crisis as well and it just yeah. kind of it just stuffed them so yeah it's a bit gutting but you know what well, we still got fresh talk and we get to speak to them, so that's pretty cool as well. <laughs> so everyone that's listening, get your Spotify out, put Army Freshman, just put it on repeat in the background, or let it play overnight like you did with Bewitch the other day. Oh, uh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, lining that one up. <laughs> to the ladies of Bewitched, you are welcome. I think I've just <laughs> probably funded your next year of music. Uh, <laughs> inadvertently I don't like you um, <laughs> shame say that they're maybe really nice ladies we don't know <laughs> okay I don't like your music um, so yeah um, 
I forgot where I was going to go with that one. <laughs> but it's fine. I was just telling uh, everyone to go on Spotify and listen to Army Freshman. Oh, yeah. And if you don't want to listen to Army Freshman, you could probably go on to Spotify and listen to some of the new projects from the Fair City Podcast Network that have just come out recently. <gasps> um, Did I inadvertently just line up a little segue? <laughs> it was beautiful, Good Steve. Job. Wow. Beautiful. Well I read. Like, I actually know what I'm doing. I clearly <laughs> don't, but you know. <laughs> uh, so... We've got two new podcasts joined the network. We've got Positively PCAVs, which is hosted by Jenny and Amy, and they talk about um, local issues in Perth. So the PCAVs is Perth and Kinross Active Voluntary Service. So they, they talk about a range of issues from... Uh, I'm having a total mind blank now. The recent episode uh, was called Young People, and it had Jack Bell, who's a member of the Scottish Youth Parliament. Uh, so he was on talking about issues, young people... Um, they also talk about period dignity on there so it's not something to shy away from it's something to be confident enough to talk about um, so we've got them and they've got a new one out probably the same time this comes out to be honest if I pull my finger out tonight uh, we've also got Sinister Spotlight which features a first episode with me in it uh, so Lindsay's starting a new podcast which is about documentaries Lindsay loves documentaries. She's been recommending them to us for the last year or so. Mm. She decided she would start actually doing podcasts about it. So we talk about The Jinx, which, just because I'm a broken record, was actually inspired by <laughs> Fresh Talk. <laughs> it's so funny how they talked about it because the the beauty of what happened i did i did you, you, i don't think you mentioned it on episode one of sinister spotlight but the fresh talk guys and they keep talking about it the beauty of it was that what was happening in real life was happening as this was being broadcast yes. and between the fifth and the sixth episode that when he was when he was arrested so it was actually happening in real time and then the final episode aired like the following sunday Mm-hmm. Or something when he was arrested in New Orleans, was it? He was caught. I I think right. so. He, yeah, and he was caught yeah. stealing a sandwich. <laughs> so memory. yeah, so I I mean I the, to hear them talk about it. I mean the second that he did, I was like, right, I'm watching that when I get home. Went on, checked all of the services I've got access to, and got it. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me on. I hate <laughs> it when stuff's like you know blocked by area of the world. Yeah, well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah Lindsay um, loaned me DVD. The, the DVD. Yeah, um, but uh, it's it's still going on, and in fact, his um, his defence, his attorneys are trying to claim a mistrial. They're they're motioning for a mistrial at the moment because of COVID nineteen. They're saying that it's been too long since the first ev- set of evidence was presented <laughs> for the jurors. You know what? I the, can imagine them getting away with it. It's it's mental. Mm-hmm. It's mental, that, oh. but if you've not seen the Jinx, go and watch the Jinx. It's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's the two new ones, and we've got more on the way. So we've got Hell for Heather, which is mm-hmm. Professor Doctor Mrs. Heather Forgan, who <laughs> is doing a Marvel watch through. <laughs> oh, I am straight there, front of the queue. Give me that podcast. <laughs> so the out? first. Well, the first two episodes have been done, so it's just uh, editing and things like that. So they feature Stu from the Science of Fiction, as well as Professor Dr. Mr. Duncan Forgan. Um, <laughs> and they are covering the first two films, which is Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Episode three is Iron Man 2, and I believe I'm lined up to be on that as well, uh, because 
apparently every podcast in the network needs to have me on it. <laughs> You're the glue that binds us all together, buddy. Well, I, I, I want to be on it as well, to be fair. Yeah, I was like, yeah, me, 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 yeah. pick me, pick me. <laughs> Forgan's like, do I have to? <laughs> wait, wait till they get to Endgame and you've got like basically everybody in the network's like, oh, I might just swing by if you're not busy. <laughs> well, to be honest, Endgame has us all going, we should all be on that. It would be oh, carnage. <laughs> it would be chaotic. Yes. Uh, so that's coming. And fantasy booking films should be out soon as well, which guess who's on the first episode? That'll be uh, Cheen. Yes. That's good. Uh, seen as it's his podcast. Yep. Uh, has he got a guest? Yep. Uh, would it be would it would it be that guy that holds basically the entire network together single handedly? Gene's <laughs> like, I want to start a podcast. Do you want to be on it with me? I'm like, <laughs> you're like another one. This is only the eighty six recording I've done in the last year. <laughs> but you know what? My problem is that like. I get so wrapped up in the excitement and the passion that people are talking about their projects, like the podcast. And I'm like, yes, I want to be involved in this. <laughs> and I end up just taking on far too much. But <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the first episode. It was so much fun. It basically, um, Gene's looking at films and trilogies and franchises and saying how he would change them and what he would do to them to tell the story in a different way or to just deviate completely from the story because the original story is not that great. And it's it's really good fun. It's just enjoyable taking it down a different route. Uh, so that'll be out soon as well. So check out that one. So up next, we have... We have... <laughs> Giles from the Filmmakers Podcast. Uh, we- one, of the, the, one of the first guests we got on, was that episode five? Episode five, yeah, that was like June or July twenty eighteen. It was an hour and a half phone call. I I'm so thankful for the amount of time he gave us because he's a very busy guy. Um, and it was such a brilliant conversation. Oh, um, it was it was a great laugh. It's still yeah. it's still like one I I will still say to people go and listen to that because not only was it like just good talking about his podcast, it was good advice for podcasters from him as well. Yes. Uh, so. But no, that was a fun episode, fun recording, fun episode. Yeah, so Giles is joined by Dan, one of his co-hosts from the Filmmakers Podcast, to talk about what their experience of lockdown is like in London. So here they are, here's Giles and Dan with the Filmmakers Podcast. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello hey, and welcome. Bring it down a bit, son. Bring it down a bit. It's a mini one. <laughs> this is a mini version of... The Filmmakers Podcast. I am Giles Alderson. I'm joined today by my co-host Dan Richardson. Hello, mate. All right. <laughs> You've brought it right down. Normally, um, this is a podcast where we talk about filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between, how to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up. But today... In our very humble opinion. Thank you. Uh, but especially today, um, we're doing this for David Stobby and his fantastic podcast. So we thought we'd have a bit of fun, didn't we, Dan? Yeah, Dave. <laughs> oh, so much fun! Sure for you, boy. Yeah, I'm out of the crowd, loving this right now. You? Oh yeah, handsome. Carry on, boy. Carry on. <laughs> You're the most handsome person I've ever listened to on a podcast. You are. <laughs> You've got a good radio face, you have. So basically, David sent us some questions. So I thought I'd ask you these questions in a very nice partridge voice. Funny. Um, how? 
How have your current filmmaking projects been impacted? Are they all on hold or able to work or non-filming work from home? Well, given that none of my films were being filmed in my own apartment, yes, they're on hold. I love it. That was very classy. I think the thing is, myself and Dan, so you guys know, we are filmmakers and we are very professional, (laughs) obviously. But we're in the (laughs) middle of making a documentary called Food for Thought, um, which is all about um, the environment and the vegan movement and plant-based dieting and all that sort of stuff, which is gorgeous. But what we found is during this shutdown is that uh, it's kind of, because we still had bits to film, didn't we, Dan? So there was bits that... Yeah, plenty. ...was a bit of a struggle because suddenly it was like, oh, oh, we can't finish those bits so i went to jump straight into post which we're in now which basically means we're editing yeah i mean absolutely because to, not not just more things to film but as it happened two of the very few things that we still had to film it's not just the case of we had more stuff to film the vast majority of the things we still had to film were of all places in italy mm-hmm which was at that time the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak, and subsequently in um, in the United States, which is now the epicenter. It's crazy because it's so funny how we think. Before it happened, we were like, "Well, yeah, we've got to do that." And we were planning to drive to Italy and see what, <laughs> yeah. what vegan food we could get along the way and do it as a sort of uh, document ourselves as we went along. And obviously, we, we were going to literally drive into the middle of it all. Isn't that crazy? Really, it's week before the lockdown. It, it's insane. It's insane. The way you talk about unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no contingency for that. No, there isn't. And I think that's impacted us quite a lot. Um, some other questions I thought I'd asking you. How's it impacting you personally? Well, David's asking you. Well, this is, I mean, this is a bit of an insight into the, into your the, brain. Tumbleweed, the tumbleweed nature of my social life. Um, oh, your brain? Because that's kind of tumbleweed. Huh? Oh, I don't get it. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, bye bye. No, the 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 truth is that my my social life w- could be accurately portrayed symbolically with a tumbleweed, and uh, so so in terms of like as you know, I don't drink. Well, you know, Giles, but people listening might not know. I don't drink, so I don't go to pubs and bars very often at all. Mm. I don't eat out a whole lot just because I don't. I just, I just not because I, you know, I, I have a problem with eating out. But I just don't. I just don't find that I do. So socialising hasn't been impacted for me. My socialising generally has been is much more about coffee in the morning or a walk in nature. Yeah, and of course those things aren't exactly allowed anymore, but. In terms of me getting to still do those things, I'm not, I'm not really, people a lot of the time ask how you're coping with, um, with the lockdown and coping isn't even a word that comes into it for me. I'm, I'm finding personally, it's not impacting me at all. I actually like the fact because as a, as an environmentalist, conservationist, all those things, as well as everything else, I, I'm thinking the world is getting to take a very, very long overdue, deep, fresh breath. Yeah that it needed badly. And of course, of course, there's a dreadful element to this with all the illness and death. And I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And, and it's horrendous. And, and the cost is, you know, is unthinkable. However, as far as the planet is mm. concerned and nature, this is a, you know, this is a world that I could get used to. It's had a huge difference 
I think, on the world right now. I can see stars from my garden. I can hear less of the M1 going past my door, which is a real relief. But I think the animals are hugely appreciative of that. I think us as humans have got to take this moment to have a, a chance to breathe, like you say, and go, hang on, what were we doing? Did we really need to get that flight? Did we really need to eat that animal? Did we really need to do all those things? No. Mm. You were just doing it because you felt you should. And I think that's been, I think that's going to be one big thing that's going to come out of this. Hugely I hope positive. So. Hugely I really positive. hope so. Yeah, because the, 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 the thing that worries me slightly is that we could revert back. We, the, the general we could revert back really rapidly to where we were before. And where we were before is, is where, is what caused all the problems to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, for example, I live under the flight path of Heathrow airport and normally the planes are coming in. Is that, and, like and a, people, is that like a bit of a gypsy? You know when someone says, oh, I live under a bridge? No, it's a really nice area, actually. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but, but it's, um, I have been there. I was, you know, yeah, just it's a lovely area, it. and it's just it's, I, I, it's West London. And it's I live under right. a flight path. It's a little bit dusty. <laughs> well, okay, it, windy. it is. Yeah, it's, it is, it's probably very dusty, you don't, <laughs> and it's dust you don't see. So it's like the whole air is filled with pollution the whole time, which we don't see. Mm-hmm. And of course, the noise pollution and, and very quickly, I mean, I grew up in this area as well. So I've all my life, I've heard planes come in, which, by the way, come in at a rate at, to Heathrow of one every minute from about 4.50 in the morning is the first flight, right the way through to the early hours. And you can imagine like what a huge midnight, impact that has on everyone. It's huge. And what you were saying there about um, uh, how we've got to think about things. Well, this, this, COVID-19, it came from um, eating a bat, right? I mean, this is where they're saying the, the main reason yeah. it came from. I mean, hey, yeah. we don't know the truth of it. Maybe we'll never exactly find out. But this is from people eating animals. And what did we find out the other day? It was three quarters of all pandemics happen because humans eat animals. Correct. And, and, and you know, it's not even something that people have to take anyone's word for. It's, it's a known quantity we we know that SARS came from civet cats being eaten we know that not that they were eating them but MERS Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome that came through the dromedary the the the, you know the close relative of the camel and the close relationship that they have in that part of the world with the camels and um and then um what was the other one oh of course swine flu Mm -hmm. bird flu it's the, the clues in the, in the name. It's, do you know what I mean? This list goes on. It's it's yeah. crazy. So we do need to think about it. And you guys need to think about it. Yeah, think about it, guys. Think, think about, about it. what you're doing. <laughs> Just generally. What about, yeah. would you like to give any shout outs to any healthcare workers, uh, local heroes, apart from yourself, obviously? No. Okay. Um, I, I, was I, you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I no, think, can I, can I, can I? Can you, can, I don't, don't print that, no, is what you're no. about to say. That'll make me public enemy number one. You already are. Yeah, maybe but, number two. Maybe you can get the top two. That'd be amazing. A clean sweep. <laughs> a we're going enemies. for the grand slam. So go on. You were going to say you were. You did want to give a shout out. What I was. What, well, actually, yeah. All joking aside, what I do want to say is what. God, I sound so cynical. But what frustrates me is the fact that it takes something as significant and deadly and serious as this for those people who were always heroes to now be recognized as heroes yep that is so true how is it how is it it now that that this has to happen totally why weren't we doing this before why weren't we seeing what they were doing and the hard work that these people do and put themselves on the front line every day totally well one of the one of the most unbelievable things that i heard about this was when 
when it first started and there was that petition that that NHS workers wouldn't have to pay hospital car parking fees while they were dealing with the pandemic. And I was like, what they do normally? I know. That's insane. Why like, I... There's people in the building saving lives and they've got to pay for parking. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Imagine that you're, you're, there's your company, right? And you're there in your own office and you go, yeah, I've got this big, big company. I'm doing really well. Uh, but I've just got to go feed the meter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Why? Little, it's yeah. my own car park. No, no. Sorry. Yeah. Just scalpel. <laughs> swab. Sorry. Oh, oh shit. shit. 20 pence. Have you got I've any 20p's? I've got to run. Can you, can you just hold this bit of... <laughs> Blood patch in, in place. I had no idea what I meant there. <laughs> Blood patch, what's that? Gauze. Gauze. Anything? Let's say uh, that. Stitch? I don't know. I don't brain. Know. It could be brain. Hold this brain in place. Hold this brain, mm-hmm. said Mr. Neurosurgeon. Yeah. I've got to go and lob some 20s in the meter. <laughs> Basically, we we normally talk more about film on the podcast. On oh, the of course, podcast. that's what this was about. But we are going in depth on this because we thought we would. Why not? Why Do not? We want, won't we? Yeah, we can do what we want. Um, we thought we'd just give you a little sample of our lives uh, right now and how things are How impacting. we moan at everything. Yeah, totally. What have you learned? Have you learned a new skill during this uh, time? Um, yeah, I've learned how to tame a squirrel. You have. Tell us about your squirrel, squirrel. Well, So I live on a second floor, in a second floor apartment, and, um, and I, own, the tree's outside to, my window. There's, just to I clarify, you live on your own. I live on my own. Yeah, so well, yeah but even if I didn't, I'd, I'd still have been making friends with squirrels. That's so if you're saying you that are. I've only made a friend with a squirrel because I've got no one else, that's not fair. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> true. <laughs> right, so I, I have a bird feeder on the balcony and often mm. the squirrels will come and try and get food out of the bird feeder. And I have a very successful squirrel-proof bird feeder, which is a thing of beauty because it's quite a rare We've got one but in it, our garden. It's got a, squirrels, it's got I think squirrels thoroughly there. enjoy squirrel-proof feeders they generally. They love it's just, them. They're clever. Yeah, they just like, they look at you and go, yeah, squirrel-proof wanker. And, um, <laughs> but with this uh, this particular one, it's, it is squirrel-proof. But the squirrels still, still comes to the balcony because obviously some, the birds are very fussy and they flick the seed they don't want out the way and it lands on the, bar, the, um, the balcony floor. So the squirrel still comes. And what I've basically done over the course of the last week is I've convinced this squirrel that I'm not a threat and I'm also a source of hazelnuts. You are. You are and, a source um, of hazelnuts. And she now, as you well know, Giles, because we were just on a on a FaceTime call where you, I flipped the camera around and showed you, she comes and sits 12 inches from my head eating hazelnuts right there on my balcony ledge and uh, we've, we've become mates. It's and her name's Kiki. Thing. We did a little Twitter poll to ask people what her name should be and it's Kiki. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I think it's lovely. I think, like you say, you've learned to tame a squirrel. And by the end of uh, this yeah. lockdown, I expect you two to be sleeping together. <gasps> well, she's getting a spare room, if anything. Yeah, well, but... obviously, you'll have argued by then and fallen out because, hey, we're all a bit, well, we, a bit on top is, of each other. <laughs> it's, after all, a squirrel we're talking about, and you're referring to bestiality. Yeah, um, about that. So, but, you know, the other thing is, speaking of, uh, you know, that sort of thing, she was. I was assuming she was a girl, and I did put on Twitter. I said, "I'm. A, a th- I'm pretty sure she's a girl. Absolutely no idea mm. if she's a girl. But I said, I think she's a girl, just because I hope she is, and because it's cuter. I think uh, she's a little girl. And then she uh, she comes and gets her, her hazelnuts and all. And the other, just the. I think it was earlier today, or possibly yesterday. She she <laughs> turned round right in front of my iPhone camera that was rolling, capturing her coming sit on the balcony. 
and she gave a flash. And then so a friend of mine put it out on Twitter saying, does any expert on squirrels know if now that we've seen up her skirt, mm. if this is indeed a female? And, and at the same time, I was asking, does Kiki work as a boy's name? In case, oh, she's back. As I'm speaking, she's just come back. Oh, gosh, um, she heard you. Yeah. And, um, and, and one of the squirrel experts very kindly said that usually with the males, you can see a fairly significant nutsack. And can you? I mean, I don't know. I can't, so I'm pretty sure it's a girl. Well, there you go. You did well. You picked that out. I love the fact mm. that you have a squirrel expert. Someone's job it is to be a squirrel expert. And yeah, well, what there were I, two of them. And what I quite like about this is that <laughs> you're making a film out of it. You know what I mean? You're literally making a mini documentary about Kiki the Squirrel. As, I am now. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean. just basically been held held accountable. For, for, I mean, I wasn't, but yeah, yeah, I guess I am now. So basically, during this whole uh, COVID situation, lovely listeners, we have learnt new skills. What have I learnt? I've learnt uh, to how not to hang a uh, punch bag in my garage. Um, <laughs> I've, I, <laughs> it just keeps falling down. Um, life right, skills. Life skills, and I've yeah. learnt to wash up a lot. Amazing. But um, but what I have done is continued writing scripts and got them all really going. So we're ready to rock and roll when all this ends, getting projects up and running. Um, basically, this was a little window into the Filmmakers Podcast. Um, thank you so much, David Stobby and gang, for letting us do this. This has been amazing. Um, do yeah, listen thanks. to the Filmmakers Podcast if you fancy it. If you like films and filmmaking, then listen to that. And myself and Dan are actually setting up a, a new podcast, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Point. Yeah, It's about cool. squirrels and punch bags. So if you like squirrels and punch bags, then join us for that. Uh, I'm sure it'll be on iTunes number one very soon. But in the meantime, Inevitable. if you want to listen to our podcast about filmmaking and how to make them, then go to filmmakerspodcast.com. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan, bye-bye. Bye, um, bye, Giles. Thanks, Dave. See ya. Bye, everyone. Look after squirrels, don't forget. And look after your nuts. Yeah. Laters. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely that. was. <laughs> I, it's on that. My, the first thing they started talking about about the uh, vegan documentary. Remember when we were chatting to him, and he was like, "You should totally get you on board." Did uh, yeah. did that ever go anywhere? I'm assuming not. But <laughs> Steve, it's me we're talking about here. <laughs> I have no willpower. <laughs> you, I think you were pretty honest at the time. I was like, mm, "Yeah, well, hit me up if you want." Yeah, it's probably probably pretty obvious you were unlikely. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm sure if you listen to it, he says, he asks me, and I'm like, dude, I've just come from a barbecue where I've had like two burgers and two sausages on a roll. I am not <laughs> giving that up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, but, you know, I, I, I get it. <laughs> but no, um, it's, it's fascinating, though, that they totally, totally dodged a bullet with that. You think, uh, yeah. like, I mean, the, the driving to Italy. Yeah. Like a week before it, it became the epicenter, it was just insane. Like, yeah, they would have been uh, knee deep in it, and and then ooh. the fact that the other bit of recording they had to do was over in the states, which, mm-hmm. well, you know, they they shut their borders anyway. But I mean, what a mess <laughs> in the nicest possible yeah. way. So they've, that's that's yeah. proper on hold for them to try and figure out what to do with. But uh, but something I worth mean, keeping an eye on when I eventually get around to it. Yeah. They could have ended up being stuck in America, sitting in a wee hotel room, chugging pints of disinfectant, you know, and just... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Struggling. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> Watch another fake news TV. I mean, yeah, carry on. I was just going to say, it's it's an interesting point, and it's one that's been raised a few times, and I've mentioned it before as well, what Dan was saying about how, it, as an environmentalist, it's actually such a good thing, what's going on at the moment. Yes. And you've seen all the all the satellite imagery of the reduction in uh, pollution. That, I love that. That, so, that I mean, yeah. absolutely astounds me, the before and afters. Yeah, it's like I said in a previous podcast, if you'd said six months ago, we need to stop the majority of flights for global warming reasons, everyone would be like, you can't do that, that's impossible. But no, here we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I mean, I've already ranted about this on other <laughs> episodes and stuff. So. <laughs> and I don't want to add to your rant, but I'm just going to chuck a tiny two seconds in there. Um, uh-huh. Similar thing, because of coronavirus, we solved UK homelessness like instantly as well. Um, however, that's a conversation probably for another time <laughs> before we get knee deep into that one. But it was really cool because obviously all the hotels were shut. People weren't moving anywhere. They instantly brought everyone off off the street, you know, all, mm-hmm. all the local authorities because they could because they had the space to do it. So, and it made the streets clear for uh, senior politicians to make 270 mile trips when they were um, riddled with the Rona. So <laughs> moving on, <laughs> uh, Kiki the Squirrel. Uh, have you been watching oh. Dan's videos on Kiki? It's amazing. No, I want to go see them now. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. So, like, I, I watched one earlier where, I mean, he is literally just lying on the ground and he's got this wee bowl and the squirrel's coming running in and it's just not far away from him at all. That's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's I love it's squirrels. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, they got me with the uh, talking about their new podcast, though, Rat Bags. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, "Oh, what's this? What's this?" A wee like, tease uh, there. Um, what do you I've think it's Well, they've got. Oh, I thought it was a total joke. I wondered if they were starting maybe something new on the vegan stuff. Oh, well, on okay. food for thought. Uh, okay, following mm-hmm. that up because that would be an interesting way. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Something sequeled as a podcast before, you know? Yeah, like a documentary, and then the sequel is a podcast. Uh, just a point on Kiki the Squirrel. I know Dan said it's a girl, but could be a boy. Squirrels are renowned for hiding their nuts. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> What's he says? Not bad. Uh, <laughs> that's me. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but that was brilliant, though. But yeah, I mean, thanks, Giles. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate that. Go check out the Filmmakers Podcast, folks. It's fantastic. They've had some great guests on there, great hosts, uh, and just a brilliant setup. Uh, and we're big fans as well. So this has been a bit of a fanboy session for us to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's pretty much it for the FCP lockdown episode. Um, it's been fun. It's been good to just relax and <laughs> have a little chat it's been a while since we've actually recorded together steve when was yeah. the last time would that be episode the 12 fo- uh, no i was thinking the f- or was that the round table with the uh, bloody mess and chin i believe i think that was the last one what in what number that is i can't recall off the top of my head because i'm like old and my brain doesn't work and stuff like that you know? <laughs> yeah, <it was> a- <laughs> november 12. 2018 Get out of here. 
That's like eighteen months ago. Wow, how funny! I know this is crazy. That's how long. Yeah. That's how long this was. The network's been going, and and you know people have gone off and started their own branches. I went off and started AFCast like for the last eighteen months, and you mm-hmm. jumped around all over the place and set up like seventeen <laughs> other podcasts, and <laughs> and here we are again, come full circle back to the beginning. Yeah, well, that that's part part of why this episode took so long because I was adamant I would have you on this one. Hey, it's like it's been too long. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. So I thanks massive thanks to our guests again. Go check out Witch Murder Podcast, Fresh Top Podcast, and Filmmakers Podcast. Um, check out our website as well, fcpod.net, for all the other podcasts that we've got going on right here in Perth as well. And that's not all of them. That's just the ones that are part of the network. There's so many more out there as well. Steve. Yo. Where can people find my man in the chair? Online? Well, uh, you're not allowed to come to my house, so you can't find me at the minute. Maybe <laughs> next Thursday you can think about it. Nah, um, at, at Wise Pranker on Twitter, um, you'll get me at Stephen Housrath on Facebook and the old Instagram. Yep, well indeed. And for me, at dstoby, at fcpodnet, at the Perth podcast, at science fiction podcast. <laughs> oh, no, you could be here for half an hour rattling them all off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I get nothing done? I never know which one to, to focus on. Is that how all these intro episodes are so long? Like, oh, there's a new podcast. It's because there's actually half an hour of podcast and then half an hour of you doing your sign out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Once they get rid of me, it's like slick episodes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> no, I've got the cough, damn it. Oh, I finally yeah, got this. Yeah. Yeah. Me, after like four minutes into this episode, I thought I've got him. There it is. There, yeah, there, there was one you nearly got. I managed to. I managed to wrestle myself back from the brink. Oh, but uh, I'm pretty much on the edge now. I'm going to be suffering tomorrow. If you want to hear Steve dying, check out that episode twelve we talked about. <laughs> it's, it's, There's been some class. You, you you made a habit of doing it at least every recording at one point that absolutely broke <laughs> me, and I'm pretty sure you succeeded. So I think every episode for people that are listening have listened to most of the episodes, or at least some of them anyway, up until now. It, yeah, they probably already know. <laughs> if you're if you're brand new and you haven't though, if you go back to any of them. Um, you will, you'll no doubt hear me getting in a complete buckled heap. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 12 is definitely the best example yeah. of that. <laughs> I think I was on the floor at one point, was I not? Yeah. yeah. And actually, we you know, you know, you've got a giggle. Well, maybe I don't, because if you're not asthmatic, it's not the same. You get an exhale that's so long, you can't catch your breath. <laughs> it's just like you just have to collapse. It's the only way to survive, because you've got no energy to keep up yourself up on your feet, feet anymore. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you're sitting down at least <laughs> after these days it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what um, lockdown diet and lifestyle does to you <laughs> so cool. well no Steve thanks for being on again I have missed doing podcasts with you as I said before thanks to guests thanks for listening check us out at fcpod.net here's Army of Freshmen see you in a second.